You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. I will be your host for this evening, Flynn Ashley. I'm here with my fellow host, Kevin Reynolds. Hello there this evening. Andrew Hofkamp. What's going on, everybody? And Jacob Pretty. Hello. Just want to point out, we're not necessarily saying you have to listen to this at evening. We are just recording this at evening. So Best enjoyed in any time of day. Hello. Good morning and welcome into the <laughs> Bourbon and Brothers podcast. We're having a Good drink at morning, 9 a.m. Vietnam. <laughs> uh, tonight I am having a nice glass of the Old Maysville Club. It's a rye from Pogue Distillery in my hometown. I actually grew up uh, less than a mile from that distillery. Uh, it's it's newer than i am uh but yeah it's a, it's a nice it has a funky flavor to it i really like it kevin what are you drinking excellent i am having the classic woodford reserve this evening uh always an interesting staple always a great decision hove what about you um so it took us two episodes before somebody decided to go off the rails and not drink bourbon as flynn is drinking a rye um, but it is from Kentucky, so I guess we'll allow it. Um, and that was really just to put something in the middle so that we didn't say Woodford Reserve back to back, because I'm also drinking uh, <laughs> Woodford Reserve this evening. Um, it's a staple. It's delicious. Stuff. I'm having a good time. Um, pretty, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, not going three for three, but I'm drinking Jim Beam Classic. Uh, my go-to mixing of bourbons. Uh, I think it's the best of the cheap bourbons, in my opinion. Like the lowest shelf bourbons, uh, and that's what I'm drinking. So, Jim Beam, what have you mixed it with? Nothing. Cheers. Cheers. It's, it's my favorite mixing <laughs> bourbon. I drink it on ice. I drink it with <laughs> ice cubes <laughs> mixed together. I mixed it with ice. I mix it around in my glass. God. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So each week, uh, the four of us are going to get together and talk about some random topics. And share our hilarious input on a bunch of random stuff uh, that we each like talking about while we enjoy a glass of bourbon. So um, this week, uh, we have a lineup of an in-depth analysis of a useless topic yet again. Uh, we have Flynn Explains Movies, and so you get to see if I've seen a movie or not. And then we have listener questions at the end that we're just going to rapid-fire a few topics that we're going to discuss. So, uh, Is the one of the questions one, from the listeners, why do you keep telling us that you're funny before you do anything funny? I have to re reiterate that point, Kevin. Yeah, okay. the best comics always come out and say, get ready to laugh, and then they start yes. talking. It's 100%. It's excellent. 100%. It's excellent. Yeah. It's, Thank it's you also that. hilarious because Flynn hates laugh tracks on shows because he thinks oh, it's the show telling us when to laugh, and he's over here saying, I'm funny, please laugh. <laughs> if I, yeah, I'm not going to put a laugh track behind this podcast. That's, that's different, okay? Insert laugh track. <laughs> Good production note, pretty. All right, then on with the chlorophyll. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> our first topic is an in-depth uh, analysis of a useless topic. Um, and by a popular demand, this is a, a discussion that we've had as friends multiple times um, over many different years. So, Hope Camp, why don't you explain what we're going to be talking about? Useless in-depth analysis. Yeah, um... 
Today, we are going to focus on uh, the movie Aladdin, specifically the um, Disney animated version of it. Uh, the nuances are pretty much, uh, it's basically the exact same movie um, in the remake, but just in case there's any subtle differences, we're obviously doing the classic. Um, Robin Williams is the genie. Um, and we are going to discuss his wishes and whether he should have wished for them, genie's um, granting of those wishes, uh, maybe just just really anything and everything about why these wishes are extremely problematic um, and go from there. Uh, again, things you didn't want to know about Aladdin, but we will, in fact, try to ruin all of your favorite Disney movies throughout the course of this podcast. <laughs> we so. will succeed in doing that. <laughs> uh, we're going to start try, off with try, Aladdin. Try <laughs> um, and and I would like to kind of go through this all quickly rehash for those of you that may have forgotten what these wishes are. Um, and then we'll kind of break them down wish by wish here, spend a couple of minutes on each one uh, and, and close with um, the, the last wish there before we move on. So um, if you forgot, Aladdin tricks Genie to get out of the cave. Um, so he's trapped in the cave of wonder, says the Genie is incapable of getting him out. Genie says, I can get, the, get you out, watch this, gets him out. It's not actually a wish. His first actual wish is for Genie to make him a prince. Um, so then he becomes Prince um, Ali, Ali Ababwa, tries to woo Jasmine that way. His second wish, Jafar, um, basically he's, un he's unconscious and Jafar gags him, ties a dumbbell or whatever to his, uh, to his legs, throws him into the ocean. And uh, Genie has to save him by essentially trapping him into a wish. Um, he says, Genie, wish I was free. Aladdin kind of sinks a little further, his head nods, Genie saves him. Final wish is, of course, Genie, I wish you were free. Genie is no longer um, a slave to whoever rubs the lamp, but is free to do his own things. So there's your quick recap. Um, other stuff happens in the movie. Go watch it if you haven't uh, seen it recently. But the first wish Spoiler here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> Except for the wishes. He was going to give a recap. And then gave the recap. You ruined so. the entire movie. Uh, the wishes play a big a big part of the movie. So uh, the first wish, though, um, and this is my biggest hang up. Um, that that and it's kind of a more recent hang up, but I think it's maybe the most problematic because Genie never grants the wish. Um, I think that when Aladdin says, "Hey, Genie, uh, I wish you to make me a prince," there's only one thing that has to happen for Genie to fulfill this wish, and that is Aladdin has to now become the son of a king, sultan, ruler, emperor, whatever. Um, instead, he makes him just appear really rich. And that's not actually satisfying the wish, nor does it actually do anything um, to further Aladdin's kind of goals or progress. So if you wanted to trap him, you didn't grant the wish. You could have granted him the wish, made Aladdin appear no different at all. And Aladdin's like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, by the way, I made you the prince, the son of this guy who was overthrown. 10 years ago and now you're his lost son and you have no land ruler allies anything you just technically are a prince now um but he doesn't so i don't think he ever actually satisfies this wish but i'm curious to hear whether you guys are comfortable with how this plays out so uh kevin i think you've got some opinions yeah on this. no no i'm not comfortable no he didn't fulfill the wish the the live action remake tries to play around with this a little bit they have some dialogue with will smith um, about how, you know, are you asking me to make you a prince? Because that's pretty vague. Um, but in this case, 
the genie understood Aladdin's intent. The intent was, I am to become a prince so that I can marry the princess because that's what the law says. And if he if it had fulfilled the wish, he would have become a prince. There would have been no issue after that point of him being discovered as a fraud or as someone who only looks like a prince because he dresses like one and he has camels and he has elephants and all these other things. No, he's a prince, so he gets to marry the princess end of story. Um, my issue is, no, the wish was not fulfilled. The other thing that I want to say on this, though, is is Aladdin's first wish was completely unnecessary. Jasmine was already smitten. She was smote by Aladdin from their uh, time together in the market when he saved her from getting her arm chopped off. And and he did the do you trust me eyes at her, and she was she was totally in on that. All he needed to wish for was that the law no longer existed, and then there wouldn't needed to be the rest of the movie. We would have been Aladdin falls in love with Jasmine, and she gets to marry him because that's who she wants to, and they all lived happily ever after. Uh, so it was a bad first wish because it was unnecessary, um, but if you want to take that uh, into account, but I would just say, yes, your point is correct. The genie did not fulfill the wish, and the first wish is trash. Um, I do think that smote is the past tense of smite and is not actually related to being smitten. Um, but I, I think that could change some of uh, the dynamics there. But uh, pretty, yeah. I'm going to need you to uh, speak a little little Disney knowledge at us here. So <clears throat> Disney knowledge. Uh, yes. Uh, Aladdin, uh, the genie has fulfilled the wish. Um, he kind of clearly lays out the groundwork groundwork for him from the get-go and saying, you know, what he can't do, what he can do. Uh, and he fulfills it from the simple act of creating this prince-like persona for him. Um, did Aladdin get specific with the wording to say, I wish you would make me a prince forever? No. He just said, I wish you make me a prince. In which case, by technicality, he was a prince, albeit for a short amount of time. However, the genie fulfilled his wish. Boom, done, mic drop. That's my point. I don't think, I think the technicality is that he was not a prince because um, they even go through all of the land that he does not have any access to. There is no country that he exists in as prince of. And I think that would well, be the technicality. That, that's fair. So a quick pivot off this. Um, if you look through most popular culture, anytime a genie has been utilized in any uh, you know type of thing, rarely does the wish get fulfilled to the... Uh, to the wisher's uh, full intent and desire. And a lot of times there's some kind of lesson involved here. So in my opinion, I think the genie was kind of going with, at this from, you know, here's a lesson from the whole, the whole get-go. So there, there's no like, oh, you're going to be a prince forever kind of thing. It's he made him a prince and that's it. What's that? I want to commend you on using a Jacob Pretty fun fact in the middle of there, um, stating something <laughs> as if it's completely true and accurate, backing it up in no way, uh, other than saying, if you just watch stuff, uh, you'll notice that this always usually happens, and in this case, it might have. Uh, you just cited Google. <laughs> so way to go. Way to go. Yes. So, Flynn, uh, if you can recover from that fun fact, uh, please uh, weigh in. I am, I, am, I am smote by that, <laughs> that fun fact. That's fair. Uh, I completely disagree. <clears throat> if if Genie couldn't have made okay, so I I, I I get the principle that Genie just could not make Aladdin an actual prince. I get that he can't change his genealogy and he can't do whatever. He, I think he does make Jafar a Sultan though. 
and a genie. I think Sultan's different, right? It's no. a title. He's making him a title. All he's doing is just giving him the title of prince, the title of Sultan, and, and the riches but to they, go with He it. becomes Sultan of that land. Anyway, I digress. Uh, he couldn't have changed his like genealogy, so I think he should have said, I cannot make you a prince, but I can do this other thing. And I think that he did not fulfill the wish, and he actually didn't use the wish in this regard, because just like in the cave, Aladdin kind of tricked him there. He was like, I'm going to do this and prove to you that I can do this. And, and he actually didn't do it. It's, it, it I, I don't think he fulfilled the wish at all, uh, because it's impossible for him to make him a prince, an actual prince. Your point is that the genie lies to Aladdin throughout the rest of the movie by saying you've yes. only got two wishes left. One hundred percent. You, your take on movies is just the is is this, as useful flip. as a Jacob. Pretty fun fact. I, I, I know you've like out. watched it at my house several times uh, during the Disney movie marathon. But like, have you ever seen Aladdin? <laughs> Aladdin's one of my top five. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that one of the I think the most hilarious lesson to learn. Uh, would have been if Genie made Aladdin Jasmine's brother. <laughs> that would have Hi, fulfilled the wish, yes. and man, would that have made it been for a different movie? But, okay, okay, we made it. We made it two recordings into uh, a Kentucky stereotype, <laughs> just jumping to the front of our. I would like to think that he undoes that, and now he only oh. has one wish left, and that it was just. I just think there's lessons to be learned in other ways besides not fulfilling the wish. Well, so what do you, you, I think you're turning the genie into the monkey claw, and that's not that's not what genie is. It's, he's not the monkey claw. What is the monkey claw? Never heard of the monkey claw? You I'm make concerned. a wish to the monkey claw. Okay, so so it's 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 a dead monkey claw, and and you make a wish to it, and it curls, and it grants your wish, but all of these other terrible things happen as a result of it granting your wish. So it's like it just makes your life worse, no matter what. Uh, it's a is thing. This, is this it something Google that it. is in Maysville? Um, no, is, no, I, it's it's a it's a Google thing. It's Much like the bourbon that he's drinking, this, this also <laughs> occurs a few minutes from where Flynn grew up. <laughs> the three of us are just staring at Flynn with like these wondering You've gazes. Never heard of that? Of, no, no one's That's, heard of the monkey. It's claw. like an urban legend that you make a you make a you make a wish to this monkey claw, and it grants your wish, but then other bad things happen because it's actually evil. I think that that's any wish in general should be doing that like that's how you do the wish at the wish spell in D D. that's how like the gin is done oftentimes in uh in the witcher that's probably what the genie should have done and it is much like pretty's fun fact unintended consequences when yeah. you make wishes go watch wonder woman 84 if you want to have a bad time and also learn this exact same lesson there's a there's a monkey claw analogy in wonder woman 84 have tell me what you think about the second wish yeah, so the second wish, I think, is more uh, of a legal concern because Aladdin never says at all, uh, I wish for anything. So I, I think, and I, my biggest hang up on this one is if Genie can be tricked to saving his life, he, he has some free will. He's not only bound to do what Aladdin says. Why can't he save him just like he did in the Cave of Wonder? I mean, if he can propel him out of the cave without being a wish... The, it's not magic that gives him his power. It's not the stating of wish that gives him his power. So he can easily just pick him on up out of there. He's not bound by anything except for, you know, his own mind at, at that point. So I think he don't know that. traps his wish. Uh, he, it's, I think it's entrapment. And I don't think he, um, I don't think Aladdin should be, have this wish counted against him. But Flynn, obviously you have 
uh, an opinion that you'd like to share? Okay, opinion number one. Uh, <laughs> so you don't know the genie's code. Uh, whatever is written in the genie code, you don't know where genie comes from, his genealogy, whatever. Uh, that was a good it's, joke, Kevin. Don't, don't I, shake no, your head. No, it's the no, second no. time you've tried to use genealogy in the last yeah. five minutes. Neither worked. Neither they all worked. Work. Second, second. Uh, the Monkey Paw is a supernatural <laughs> short story by author W.W. <laughs> w. Jacobs, first published in England in the collection of The Lady of the Barge in 1902. In the story, three wishes are granted to the owner of the monkey's paw, but the wishes come at enormous price for interfering with fate. So some dude pirated Aladdin and wrote it about a monkey in paw. In 1902. Yeah, in 1902. I would say, I would say Aladdin is an adaptation of the monkey's paw. I think Aladdin is an adaptation of a old story about Aladdin. Uh, or is, I it think Ali, it's, is it Alibaba and the or the Arabian no, Nights? It's Arabian Nights. Shahrazada's that's right, that's right. A, thousand, a Thousand Tales. See, that sounds real. Like, that, that one fact sounded real, and I, I appreciate it. Way to go. Thank you. I do have some fun facts. That um, are I would like to real. steer us away from this monkey's paw that um, <laughs> we just keep somehow coming back to. Uh, so, Kevin, to discuss the wish and save us, please. I, I can't because there wasn't a wish. He didn't wish to be saved. The wish didn't happen. Uh, the genie either broke a rule or the rule doesn't exist. And if the rule doesn't exist, then neither do the rest of them. It's like the Hulk in Endgame saying... It's time travel. It, either all of it's a joke or none of it is. If we're going to do this, we're going to take it seriously, and the genie didn't in this situation. Aladdin did not make the wish. He did not give consent for the wish to be taken from from his three wishes. Um, I'm glad it happened so that he could stay alive because Aladdin was a good character. We're not interested in hurting Aladdin's future and and all those things because Jafar's a bad dude, but this just wasn't right, and, and it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Pretty. I agree. Um, uh, on this one, I actually wholeheartedly agree. The wish was taken without Aladdin's consent. Um, he was maybe had some type of consciousness. Uh, for those who need a refresher, he's like drowning and is like, you know, questionably nods his head. Yes. Mm, very questionable. No, there's uh, no question. Yeah. He so does not. I just I just also want to to go back to your point, um, Hovecamp. If you watch, if any of our listeners watch or watched the Aladdin animated series like I did, um, you know that the genie goes on many, many adventures with Aladdin and Jasmine and the crew and uses his powers all the time. Granted, he is free at that point, but still, he uses his powers all the time and is not bound by any kind of, oh, you have to wish for this or, oh, you know, he just does it. So well, at that point, I, he's I a agree. free elf like Dobby. He can just use his magic, whatever, but you don't know what's written in the genie code that doesn't allow him to use magic to help humans or help whoever he's serving at that time. That that is fair. I think um, I think that it would have been nice if uh, after he like after he was free, if if his power came from servitude and someone telling him what he wishes for, then he should have lost all of his power. That did not happen, which implies that he does have power all the time, whether or not someone's wishing. He just has to grant. He has to use his power to grant wishes when the owner of the lamp demands it. Yeah. So uh, but let's talk about wish three. Um, Genie, I wish you were free. It is the most straightforward wish. It is the one that happens the most objectively great. 
Um, so I don't think anyone's going to argue the wish, but Kevin has serious problems with the logistics of how the movie I ends. I do, and, uh, and it I don't ruins... think we really need to debate much um, about the wishes. Mm-hmm. But Kevin, I'm going to give you a, a soapbox here for a minute. Yes, yes, thank you. And I'm standing on That's it. I'm standing thing. on two of them because I am not very tall, and I want to make this point, and I need to be heard. This wish ruins the movie, and it's not the wish itself. It's it's how it was made, and in such haste. And this is the problem with kids these days in today's culture of getting everything they want right away with smartphones and all these technologies. It's ridiculous. Aladdin is standing there with Jasmine. He's standing there with the magic carpet, I think. Uh, and Abu is definitely there, and the Sultan is there. That that one wish that Aladdin had left, we learn earlier in the film when Jafar takes the lamp, um, makes his wishes, and then Aladdin gets it back, that there's no situation where a third wish happens and then the lamp goes back to the cave of wonder, or wonders or whatever, right? It doesn't go away. It stays there. Somebody else can make a wish. So that sets the precedent that they should have taken a second, like five minutes, to just use each one of those individuals' three wishes to do some good in the world, you know? Like, he hands it to Jasmine, and she says, I want world peace, I want an end to child hunger, I want The Bachelor to never become a television show, and then she hands it over to the Sultan, and the Sultan's like, I wish I wasn't three feet tall. And then he says, I wish... That one sounds personal, Kevin. Oh, come on. And then he hands it over, and he says, you know, I wish that, that you know, I was Sultan forever, and I had millions and millions of dollars, and I could give it away to all the charities and all the land. He could do all these things. I feel like things. that's also personal. The last one... The last one that, you know, I think could have been interesting is either Sultan or Jasmine using their wish so that Abu and the carpet or maybe even Raja the tiger uh, get to make wishes too. Raja gets to say, I hope to never meet Carol Baskins, right? Or whatever. They come up with some sort of, of, of bank of wishes. But there was so much unused potential in that really small amount of time that Genie, if he's going to cross the line and save Aladdin when he's not even making the wish— they're obviously friends. He obviously is, is, you know, comfortable with Aladdin in the sense that he wants him to be happy. So, yeah, I think he should have given him another five minutes to make a bunch of awesome wishes. And then Aladdin could have said, cool, now that we got all that straightened up, um, you know, I wish you were free. And the genie would have been like, that was awesome. Like, we did some good and I'm free. Let's have a group hug and have it really mean something other than. You know, it's just these three people's lives got a little bit better. Um, I, I just I take issue with it. Uh, I think Disney was irresponsible um, in how they showed, um, you know, reckless. such re- reckless endangerment, um, you know, abandonment of of just thoughtful uh, approaches to life in that situation. So I've got a huge issue with it. it ruins the whole thing for me. Latin has um, in in the pre-modern Disney era. So no Frozen, no Moana, um, none of that, no Coco. Pre, pre-modern era um, and, and post-really golden era, Snow White, you know, those... Uh, it's it's the Disney mermaids. Renaissance. You're referring yeah, to the Disney, in Disney that, Renaissance. In the Disney Renaissance. In that group, Aladdin is by far um, second only to The Lion King. It's, it's one of the best movies out there, or it should be. Ooh. It should be. But these wishes in this order... In this way, um, I just I can't even rank it in the top anymore. Um, as an adult, I look back with disgust and disdain. Uh, pretty uh, honest, in the segment, do we do we want to uh, to end the segment? Do we want to 
list off our our top five Disney movies? Uh, uh, no, oh, because we would like the segment a... to end before midnight. Okay. Yeah, I have to go and do I'm a full going to take issue with at least two of everyone's. Yeah. Um, no, that should be a total other topic. Like we should just spend the whole listing. But uh, I just want to make a quick point to Kevin. What Kevin's saying, if that ruins the movie so much, maybe the moral of the story is it is a monkey paw claw situation, and Disney is trying to say, "Be careful what you wish for." I yeah. thought we moved on. I thought we I would. Moved on. I was excited for Pretty to make a nice succinct point, and then he <laughs> brought the monkey claw back. And now it sounds like he is on Flynn's side of nonsense. And I think we, I think we just need to move on. So, Flynn, uh, I'm going to, for whatever reason, put my trust back in you to get us on to the next topic. Pretty, that was a perfect ending to a, a mediocre discussion. So I, I thank everyone. Uh, so n- n- moving on, um, if, if you've listened to our, our first podcast ever done, um, <laughs> last, week. last thanks week. for being with us from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> We're OG ending. Uh, this is our retirement. Uh, you you know that I I haven't seen many movies. Uh, that's a, a point of discussion that I think is going to be a theme. And so each of these guys has brought a movie poster uh, to the table for me to analyze. Uh, I will give you a short synopsis of the plot from just looking at the movie poster, and then they get to decide if I've actually seen that movie or not. You, you should so, also use your own knowledge of what you've seen from that movie. Yeah, like, I don't want yeah. you to make up a plot from a movie that you've seen a hundred times. Yes, I, 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 I will describe the plot based on memory or based on what I see in the poster because I've not seen it. And Excellent. these guys don't know if I've seen these movies or not. Uh, so, uh, they get to then discuss based on what my comments were, uh, on, on the, the plot. So, uh, each of them is going to, um, send me the, uh, the poster for this movie and then, uh, tell you what the movie is. So if you want to pause it to, to go look at the poster on the Google machine, feel free, uh, for when I am, uh, describing said movies. Flynn's favorite films. Yeah, the other thing I'd say is we've tried to select movies that Flynn should have seen. By this point in his life, most people have seen these movies. They're great movies, and he should have seen them. And so whether or not he has or not is inconsequential. We're going to show him the movie poster, and he's going to describe the plot of that movie very quickly, and we'll get to see has he actually seen it or not. I'm up first. I think think we should also note, just because it it does matter a little bit, um, Flynn was born in 1991. Yep. So whatever childhood you think he had, whatever classics you think he should have seen, he whatever had his adulthood was uh, in around 2009. So sure. th- those are the types of movies that he should have always seen. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. I'm up first, Flynn. I'm sending you a photo of the movie poster for The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> the Silence of the Lambs. I'm sure you've seen okay. it. It has such famous quotes and storylines and characters. Tell me about The Silence of the Lambs. All right. So, uh, The Silence of the Lambs uh, is about a, a man that is very disturbed uh, named Hannibal Lecter, and he uh, is... A cannibal, and so he traps a woman. I don't remember her name. I think it's Clarice, potentially. Uh, he traps her, and he's he tells her to rub some lotion on her skin or not. Uh, 
I can't remember if she escapes or not, but he does get captured uh, by some investigators um, and locked up forever. Flynn knows too much about this movie, and he definitely hasn't seen it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, he's, he, so it puts the lotion on its skin, and then, it, you know, he uses Good one cook. of the most famous lines from the film that he absolutely has not seen. Um <laughs> That is that is nothing like the plot of this movie. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter doesn't even say that line. No, no, not no. he's not in the room. Uh, no, but Buffalo Bill is just a football team to Flynn. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter is quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and Clarice is a cheerleader. Um, and they're brought in replacement players, uh, and he falls in love with the cheerleader. Clarice isn't even in the room for that line. No, she's not. This also, uh, I think, won Best Picture. It's like the it only did. horror movie to do it. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it is. So, it is fantastic. Should we actually tell Flynn what the, the plot is? Or no, not? Yeah, no, I, I, no, if no, it's no not clear, I, I have never seen it. <laughs> uh, I know it's about a. It's I, I know it's about a, a serial killer that is. Uh, he eats his his people that he kills. Um, no, it's not. Seen it's some, not. Is it not? It's not. Hannibal nope. Lecter is a serial killer who does eat. I thought he was the, a cannibal. He is a cannibal. He it does is. eat the people. You're right. You're but right the, on but, a lot of the things you said. But he's he's not the main villain of the movie. Um, the main yep. villain is a guy named Buffalo Bill. And Clarice, who's the FBI investigator, uses Hannibal Lecter's advice to catch another serial killer, mm. Buffalo Bill. Hannibal Lecter's yeah. already in jail during the film. Uh, fun fact, I think. Nope. Okay. <laughs> fun fact, I think. I think, uh, no, well, I, I want to know from Flint. Flint, who starred in this? Who are the actors in this? I couldn't even begin to guess. You really well, need to get, there's two big ones. Sir Anthony Hopkins won Best Supporting Actor. Supporting is the key word, not starring or main. He was supporting. His character was supporting. Okay. All right, who's up next? Uh, next, I think, is me. So, uh, Flynn, I'm actually doing a, a little bit of a... Um, it's one movie, but I'm actually going the trilogy just because all of the movies, uh, the posters look the same. So I just want to hear a quick synopsis of them. So I have brought to you the Back to the Future <laughs> trilogy. Okay. Parts one, two, back, and three. Back to the Future. So um, it is... Uh, uh, I'll allow a, it if you a, only describe the first movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick on the, <laughs> on the most popular one. Um, so it is a, a high school boy that has taken up a mentor-mentee relationship with one of his science teachers um, that they uh, end up going to the future and uh he ends up meeting his parents and making sure they fall in love and then he has to make his way back at some point um and they have a lot of sciencey things that uh they they have to hit a certain miles per hour to to in the delorean to make it back to the past or not 1.21 gigawatts uh so i just want to flynn you you said they go to the future and he meets his parents no, nah, passed. My bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to check. I thought you were describing part two for a second. No, no. I, uh, I, I, was, I was describing uh, movie number one. He also has listened to John Mulaney extensively, who does have a good bit about this. Basically t tells you the whole plot of the movie in doing that. So 
Yeah, he sounded like John Mulaney somehow. I think this, I think though. he has seen the first one, but I, I also think, so. think he could just be reciting what he remembers from a John Mulaney bit. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I don't think Flynn has seen this. I think Flynn has seen it. I think uh, he definitely hasn't seen the second one because the second one, in my opinion, is one of the few sequels that's superior to the original. Agreed, um, Kevin. On, Agreed. Only really because of the presence of the hoverboard uh, and some of the other things that take place in, in the in the movie. Um, I think Flynn has seen it. I think only I'm making that judgment on his saying things like that are just not true or substantiated in the in the film at all. Like Doc Brown is his science teacher. That's just not true in any no. way they actually um, have one of the most uncomfortable relationships yes. of any and old man and, and child very odd, very odd. <laughs> how did it start we don't know that yeah so but flynn um have you seen back to the future i have seen back to the future one i have yeah. seen parts of back to the future two and i'm not sure if i knew back to the future three was a movie you don't need to <laughs> You, you really don't need to. I mean, you could tell the setting for two and three just looking at the posters, but yes. The poster looks like, so if I were to describe number three, they definitely went back to the Old West. Oh, there he goes. And uh, wrangled some cows. I, I, I have no clue what they did there. And it's also not Marty McFly, I feel like. No, it is. It is. It is, it is it Marty is. McFly. Oh, yeah, definitely okay, Marty maybe McFly. I'm just not seeing it very clearly, clearly but... Well, that's yeah. because Pretty decided to, instead of sending you a picture of the poster, send you an Amazon <laughs> ad to buy the whole trilogy. So. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, not all that. I thought you'd need it. It's not great. It's not you great. You expect if, that for your birthday. For, right, for all of you that went ahead and Googled the movie posters for Back to the Future, you have a much better view than what Flynn had. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. And I chose a... Uh, a classic movie, one of the uh, often ranked higher comedies of all time. Uh, that would be the movie Caddyshack, a timeless classic. Um, so Google that. Um, go to the Facebook page that we don't have, and uh, you can see it there as well. <laughs> and uh, you will happily hear Flynn's description now. Excellent. So, so Caddyshack is about a golfer that um, he is trying to win a, a tournament and some of his mentors he has reconnected with throughout the past um, have died and he, they have they have become force ghosts. Uh, and <laughs> not, no, no, nope, nope, keep going. Keep going. You are right on. <laughs> yeah, really, this is so perfect. It's like seeing it for the first time again. Yeah, they became force ghosts to guide him throughout this uh, this tournament, and then a gopher steals his golf ball, and he loses um, to the evil villain. Which one was his dad? Which one's the villain? None of them. Oh. Uh, I think I'm going to say he has not seen it. <laughs> you know, for the first 10 seconds that he was describing it, I was going to say, absolutely, he's seen this. He's nailing it, like winning a tournament. Cool, cool, cool. And then just, nope. I've never seen a golf movie that's not about winning a tournament. And there's some strife. And then... Uh, <clears throat> but, um, so... Oh God! There's just you missed everything. <laughs> I mean, not not, not a single. <laughs> here's what I'll say of the of the the five movies that you've been asked have you seen tonight. Um, this is the one that you should see first. Um, yes. Agreed. Before you go see Back to the Future Two, before you sit down and watch Silence of the Lambs, um, and figure out just how wrong you were about that movie, uh, I want you to I, go watch Caddyshack because it's it's incredible. 
If and I, I've seen I you play golf, that, uh, and it's 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 even someone who plays golf as poorly just, as you do, you just will combined, enjoy this film. You you saw the movie poster and said, you know what? I'm going to combine <laughs> the Legend of Bagger Vance with <laughs> Star Wars, and and here's the movie about golf. <laughs> and I think it was also like Tuesdays with Maury or something. I, I really don't know about how he's got mentors from his past that keep popping up, but I love it. I think it's awesome. Uh, See, my dad Gilmore. is a huge golfer, and he watches golf constantly. Um, even even when I, I'm like, how is there golf tournaments on? He finds golf tournaments to watch. And so I'll probably never let him listen to this episode of the podcast, um, if he can even figure out how to download it, um, because he will be very disappointed in his son. I think it's all um, clear, other than the fact that my mom was our listener of the week last time, that all of our parents are disappointed in us when they listen to this podcast. <laughs> if they weren't already. Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got any more movies to throw at me that you think I might not have seen? I do, because I just watched this the other day. How about this one? You ever seen uh, Aviator is what I'm holding up to the screen. Oh, that's about, um, is it Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, he, he, um, no, it's not is, about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I mean, he, he's obviously the main actor though. Um, as, as the, the movie poster says, but he actually, um, is in school to become a fighter pilot. Um, and he falls in love with a woman, uh, his right hand, uh, man, his, his best friend dies in a crash. What was uh, his and name? Then they, Pigeon? And they pl- yeah, it was it was something like that. Are you, are you turning uh, this they, into Pearl Harbor? By, they, like, no, Michael Bay shirtless. Turning this into yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we know. Thanks. Fun they fact. Played badminton. He was yeah. actually describing Top Gun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Fun Whoops. fact. I oh, love God. it. I love it, Flynn. I've got many more movie posters, but I'm going to save them for next time because we, 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 we will be movies. doing this again. Yeah. Gosh, that was that was great. So was thank bold. you all for thoroughly embarrassing me. Uh, I, I will make sure to not go watch any of the movies that you've talked about. And, and in case uh, you are about to throw some movie suggestions at us, Flynn has seen almost every Disney movie. I would assume probably almost all of them and all of the Marvel movies. So we can't really do those. We know that, but that's about all he's seen. And the Harry uh, Potters, obviously. I have not Harry seen Potter Brave yet. That's the only, it's the only Disney movie I haven't seen is Brave. Mm. Which I know I need to see. I, it's I, I think I would thoroughly you enjoy it. Change your feet, would you? If that's the only one you haven't seen, it means that you have seen worse Disney movies than Brave. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. For, sure. <laughs> for sure. Yes. There's some, there's some bad ones out there, like Pocahontas, but, you know, that's just my opinion. For another mm. day. Yes. <laughs> it's for another day. All right. So that brings us to our final segment of the day. Uh, listener questions. Listener questions. Uh, some of our listeners have written in with thousands and thousands of different <laughs> questions for us to answer. Uh, and, and Jacob will be will be asking it to the group uh, and yep. leading it in a, a discussion on some of these listener questions. Listener yes. Questions. So this is going to go uh, rather rapid fire because I want to hit as many of these questions as possible. So if you have a very strong opinion and feel like you need to describe or uh, explain your answer, do so, but uh, keep it brief. So question number one. I will not. Okay. Uh, And for the sake of everyone's uh, um, privacy, I will not be revealing who submitted these questions. Uh, But uh, yeah, here we go. Question number one. If you could only choose three cheeses for the rest of your life, what would they be? We'll go Kevin first. I think I have very, okay, go ahead, Kevin. (laughs) I choose grilled cheeses, mac and cheeses, and fried cheeses. Yep. It feels like cheating, but I love it. 
Uh, okay. No, I think I think the intent of the question was which type of cheeses, uh, meaning you know the chemical makeup of the cheeses and their flavors. And I would go with mozzarella and uh, pepper jack and gouda. Yep. Hove. So I thought a lot about this. And I think that for me, um, cheddar cheese is is just the versatile one. Put it on everything. Um, Parmesan cheese, I eat too much pasta. Got to got to throw the parm on there. Uh, and I do love pepper jack cheese. Got to got to add the spice as well. So uh, it might be a little bit simple, but I think that's where I'm at. I expected no less from the guy who only eats meat and potatoes. So and cheese, fair. he eats and lots cheese. of cheese. I, I, I do eat a lot of cheese. It's just the same kind of cheese. Those are the three cheeses that are always in my fridge. The other at cheeses, least you didn't choose American. I've evolved. Uh, Flynn. I, yeah, I think uh, I think you're 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 overlooking a huge cheese here, and it's cream cheese. Um, I, I I would absolutely choose that as my number one. I eat a lot of bagels. Um, my number two cheese would actually be blue cheese. I love blue cheese, um, and I, I put it on lots of different things. And then my last cheese would be mozzarella because you can't have a pizza without mozzarella. That. Very fair. fair. And Flynn, I expected that. Uh, I, I would do a quick uh, quick mozzarella, brie, and uh, gouda. Those brie. are my, my three. That I, I would also, I'd also like to just throw out uh, that beer cheese is incredible, and I would hate to go without it. But yeah. I think I would have to. But beer cheese is kind of a, a combination of several cheeses, depending on how you make it. So I think you could still count it. <clears throat> is there a cheese that the three of you would give away forever and never look back? Because mm. for me, it's, blue it's cheese. pimento hate cheese. It. I hate blue cheese. Oh, I love pimento, pimento cheese. cheese. Okay. You would. You have I terrible love. taste. Yeah. I don't, uh, number I don't, four on my list yeah. is feta. So that's... That yeah, I like the crumbly cheeses. Uh, no, I, I don't I don't like uh, American cheese. I don't like Velveeta. That type of fake stuff. I would give all those away for well, that, literally that's not nothing. Cheese. You can't give away fake cheese. It doesn't really answer the question. Fees. Well, moving on to the next question. Uh, why do microwave popcorn or why do microwaves have popcorn buttons? All of the microwavable popcorn bags say do not use popcorn setting. It's a Obama. great question. It was Obama. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Okay. It's. Uh, I think. I think that the popcorn button is a great way to say, you know, look, we've we've averaged out all the popcorns. If you hit this button, it's probably going to be right. But the popcorn button never accounts for the individual differences of the popcorn, and so each bag is like our popcorn is special. Don't use a one size fits all time for it. I think that they are putting that on the microwave because one time uh, someone hit the microwave button instead of the instructions and sued the microwave and the the popcorn companies for it exploding in their house and oh, so like a mcdonald's from, coffee scenario yeah so so now now people are like you know you can't you can't press the microwave button even though it'll probably work that's that's good too okay that that's really good i like that uh, that's a perfect answer. So we'll move on to the next question. I do have uh, I do what? have one more answer. I think that it probably sells better if you put the pop the first person to put the popcorn button on there sold way more microwaves than everybody. So it's all it all marketing. Uh, yep. Pivot pivot to on this. Do you all use the popcorn button? 
If not, what is your go-to time? Because I don't know about you all, regardless of the popcorn type, I have a go-to time that I always use. On the I make stovetop popcorn um, mm. from from scratch. I put a little olive oil mm-hmm. and then add some some kernels and then, and then pop it and then add some ranch seasoning to my popcorn. It actually makes it really good and it's healthy. I use the uh, pre-made white cheddar popcorn that you buy, um, the smart foods from the store. Uh, it's the superior popcorn to all popcorns. It doesn't need to be hot to be delicious. Um, so I, I can honestly say in the last 10 years, I have not made my own bag of popcorn once. Um, I'm not exactly sure when the last time I made popcorn was either, but I do believe that if you were going to put popcorn in the microwave, you're supposed to do it all in one sitting. Like you shouldn't stop it and start it. And you should basically take it out when pops occur about a second apart. So really you just put it in for too long and listen, and that's the best way to do it. Uh, That's yeah. Good. That hope camp. That's my strategy too. Good call. Uh, Okay. So next question. What sport would benefit most from the participants drinking bourbon? Well, the sport I play the most while drinking bourbon is golf. Um, In my experience, it makes golf um, more fun. And also, I become worse at golf while doing it, which would be fun to watch the pros do. Um, if you were to watch professional golfers and they had to drink enough bourbon along the way, um, there's a scenario where, you know, John Daly wins the Masters with the highest tolerance of any golfer uh, out there. So I would say golf uh, would be a lot of fun. I think nearly every sport would benefit from bourbon except for NASCAR. (laughs) I would argue baseball gets out of control real fast, too. Uh, no, I'm I'm down for some bar- Bartolo Colon's definitely already <laughs> drinking bourbon in the in the locker room, so I'm just down for more Bartolo Colon's. Um, I think uh, that actually football would benefit maybe the most because you're on the field too much at a time, so you're really only drinking on the sidelines. And who's on the sidelines the most, but is also integral to every football game? kickers and punters so you're no longer kicking extra points because they're wasted you're no longer punting because they're wasted they're just uh, and you're just hoping for the best the with yeah. your offense and defense am i, am I gonna go for also it on fourth down? <laughs> i'm gonna go for it on fourth down why not why not let's do it last time last time he punted it so high up in the air it went negative eight yards behind him he downed <laughs> the punt behind him <laughs> so well, from watching stop. queen's gambit uh, all chess players get better when they're drunk or on drugs so probably that too it's <laughs> fair i believe i believe alcohol is actually a performance enhancing drug for um whatever the the olympic event is where you shoot because it uh can steady you and calm your nerves so you don't shake as much so okay. i would understand that chess is similar because you fun fall. fact yeah that's that <laughs> wow. was a fun fact there hope camp Way to go. Yeah, uh, I don't have to make a big deal about it. <laughs> since, since, we're, uh, since we're in uh, in Kentucky, and I've heard this several times, how far slash long is down yonder? So what do you consider when someone says, oh, it's just down yonder? How far do you think that is? It's uh, from here to over there. <laughs> yeah, it's as far as that farmhouse there. Yeah. If it's down yonder, it is any amount of distance south. If it's over yonder, it is any distance. It's the amount of distance that you need it to be. 
it's more than a little farther away and it's closer than like way over there i think i think as long as i cannot throw a rock and hit it it could be considered yonder yeah but you can see it you've thrown pieces of fruit very far before Mm -hmm. yes that's a true fact i have thrown them over old folks facilities (laughs) yep but i I don't know that i have quite thrown one over yonder (laughs) Uh, i didn't say over yonder i said down yonder i definitely haven't thrown well i did is there a difference between over and down yonder according to hove camp down yonder means we're going south over yonder is any who knows what direction you're actually going at any point in time everybody in a car yeah, usually everyone. No. People with compasses. General right, directional we're, um, success. We're we're in the we're in we're in the uh, kind of meta meta world now. So here we go. Was math something humans discovered or invented? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they invented it. Um, I think that uh, units of measurement were used to by humans to describe the world around them and communicate better and make decisions. Um, and that's why it's useful. Um, but, uh, you know, I, everything is basically a social construct. Yeah. Just like language. I mean, language is how we shape the world. So math just makes, lets us make sense of the world in a uniform way. Not to get all wow. philosophical. I was going to say, this has gotten very serious. It is your warf hypothesis. Math is completely invented and also nothing but facts of the natural world. So let me, it yeah, is let a, me, an invented way to describe nature. Yeah, let me push back a little bit and just say on my own, on my own argument that math um, is invented other than geometry. Geometry is the way that we interpret... Uh, shapes that are in nature one uh, math teacher at a high school that that several of us went to used to talk about when aliens come from outer space and land on earth the first thing that we're going to do in order to establish communication with them is to use the circle because it's the one shape that if they've approached earth they know the circle and so do we um, because it's the shape in which they'll have seen the earth as they're approaching it through space and so I think that there there are some natural places where geometric shapes um, exist in nature that we didn't invent um, and have not continued to invent. So I, I think in that situation, um, you know, geometry is the exception to that rule. Wow. Also, you I think they would. I think it would be a sphere that they probably saw. But also, yeah. I, I get that well, the circle you is can't the draw a sphere shape. very well. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want everyone to think I'm, that you I'm think you. that it's a circle. I'd, Kevin, have you seen Arrival? No. Incredible movie. Absolutely incredible uh, you movie. You need to see Arrival because Amy also Adams read Slaughterhouse basically Five. It's basically the uses, same thing. Yeah, but Amy Adams <laughs> uses a circle to communicate with aliens. That's all I got from it. I don't know. I've, okay. I've also not seen it. No one's, no one's surprised. No, no, yeah. <laughs> not surprised there. Okay. Uh, well, that got real, real heavy, real deep. Um, there's all kinds of questions spewing off of that of like, why does pizza come in square boxes, but it's round? Why is deli meat dipping sauces. round? But yeah. No. Nope. Anyways. No. Nope. Uh, but this one, uh, this one definitely strikes a chord with me because I think it takes us into another topic for another time. But is cereal a soup? Absolutely. Absolutely. A cereal is a soup. 
100%. Think about what a soup is. You you scoop it, and it's a liquid, mostly liquid. It has some chunks in it, probably. Uh, yeah, you, it's, it's absolutely can you, a soup. Can you eat cereal without milk? Yes. Yes. Okay, then definitely not a soup. Not a then soup. eating cereal you is eat, not a soup. You can eat vegetable soup, soup without this, the, the water in it. Then you're eating vegetables. Yeah. It's, it's not, not soup. vegetable soup. The broth makes it the soup. The milk makes... You can the make the argument that... Soup. You can make the argument that a bowl of cereal in milk is a soup, and I'm there with you if you want to make that argument. But cereal in itself is not a soup because it's its its own thing. You can eat cereal on its own. You can make bars out of it. You can't make bars out of soup. Whenever someone thinks of cereal, they think of a bowl of cereal in milk. Like when you when you say the word cereal, you, that's what you picture. Sure, the, the box of cereal, that's not a soup. That is vegetables. You have a one-year-old son at home. And has he had Cheerios yet? He has. And has he had them in a bowl of milk, or did you just give him Cheerios? No, I throw them at his face. <laughs> All right, well, your, your abusive fatherhood tendencies aside, <laughs> you know, if your son were to See be asked to, to describe cereal, he's not going to say, oh, it's similar to soup, right? No, he he's going to say, dad, 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 dad. Yeah, dad. I understand. I understand. But, I, but people who speak that would know that he's saying... It's little dry pieces of goodness um, that one might decide uh, to put in some liquid if they want, but is not required. Cereal is the vegetable. You make vegetable soup with vegetables. You might make cereal soup with cereal. I agree. Cereal is not a soup. Um, but, you know, I'm not surprised that Flynn gave that answer because I think a topic that will be coming up in uh, a, a soon uh, to be released episode uh, is the ever popular uh, opinion that Flynn has that hot dogs are sandwiches. It's not an opinion, it's a fact, but we can no, talk about it. My, op my opinion is hot dogs are tacos. <laughs> and we can talk about that at a different date. I think we can bring that up. That's a that's another long discussion that we don't need to I, have. I'm, I'm, dreading, a, I'm dreading that discussion. It's a 50-minute episode, at least. And, um, and everyone's going to leave confused and hungry. So... You know. That's how I live my life. <laughs> I'd like to think that everyone that listens to this is a little bit confused about us and also just realizes that they probably are a little bit hungry, too. Yeah, hungry for think, more knowledge. That's why they come again, back every, every week. Yeah, depending on what time of day they're watching this. Uh, if they're watching in the evening, like Kevin said on his greeting, they could be, yes, hungry. It's yeah, dinner time. Watch it's, us. Current, it's currently dark outside. They watch the audio that they're listening to. Clearly. On Facebook, right? On our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah just check out the Facebook page. If the Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, you can also <laughs> check out our website, our, uh, our Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Our YouTube account. YouTube account. Our Pinterest. Instagram. Pinterest, yeah, our Pinterest board. We actually are uh, going to have Reddit some page. of those, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But especially a Facebook page. Hey, we want to thank the listeners who are non-existent at this point uh, and are mostly just people on Facebook who sent us <laughs> questions to discuss. We want to say thank you to those people for those questions. Uh, Kevin, who's the listener of the day? Oh, the listener of the day? Uh, my mom was busy, uh, so she's not our <laughs> listener this week. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's Flynn's son, Declan, uh, is the listener of the week. He's, uh, he's listening and he's thinking, my dad 
is an idiot. Uh, his his opinions today were were trash, and I would love some more pieces of dry, sugary goodness um, without milk. Um, I forget what to call those. Oh wait, cereal. Uh, I would like more cereal, um, the non-soup-like object. Uh, and so, thank you, Declan, uh, Ashley, for for being our listener this week. Yes. Oh, before we go, I wanted to tell you all about this painting that I just saw the other day. I was uh, walking actually outside and it was I couldn't tell if it was quite a Vincent Van Gogh or if it was a bit more of a Monet. But the point is that. um, Guys. Guys. Uh, Well, it seems like everyone has left me again, so uh, I guess we'll leave that topic for another time. Again, listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, Enjoy a glass of bourbon on us, and uh, cheers. See you next time. We'll be right back.